I am ready to start doing this whenever you are. I was born ready. <laughs> and we do a fist bump. I wonder where the fist bump came from. She's looking at me like she doesn't know either. Oh, well. <laughs> it's, it's yours. It, I, you're the one who should know. It's salty. And spice. We're just, just start right in. We're back on the road again. Part two. You got to be honest. One of the reasons it was getting long, so we split it into two parts. The other reason is I was lunchtime. <laughs> and we had reached Mount Pleasant. So we stopped in and had a little, had a little lunch in Mount Pleasant. And we're back on the road going towards our destination for today. The subject of the podcast is, again, firearms and women. And we have a few more things we wanted to talk about, so uh, let's get to it. Because as soon as we signed off from the last one, I thought, oh, I wanted to say something about training. So go for it. Because, guys, I honor and respect your wish to help the women in your life learn to shoot and be safe with guns. And I earnestly hope you will do that by finding... A woman who is good with it and strong and has the right mental attitude and letting her teach your woman to shoot a gun if your female companion doesn't already know how. Because, honestly, gentlemen, you can get a little paternalistic when you're teaching about firearms. And it is a general trait of men to want to take care of and protect and fix things for their women. In many situations, that is a really admirable trait. But people, learning is struggle. You want to learn something new to really learn it best. You're going to have to struggle with it. You're going to have to sit and and work things through your mind. You're going to have to pick up the gun and look at it and remember when you haven't handled it for a while exactly how this particular one works. And it's really detrimental to that process if the first time you pause and start thinking it over, somebody jumps in with the answer for you. And men want to do that. Teachers in general want to do that, and people who learn to teach have to train themselves not to do that, to let people struggle to get the real learning experience. And the more a a guy cares about the woman he's trying to teach, the more likely he is to do it, because he wants to fix things for her. Good trait most of the time, bad trait when you're trying to learn. Also, there's the role model thing. There is a perception out there, very widespread, that guns are a guy thing. And that makes a lot of women less likely to want to be interested in them, to want to fire them, to want to learn about them, you name it. So when you find a woman who does like them and is a good shot and really knows what she's doing, that not only makes it easier for a woman to get into it mentally, but it also lets her see, yeah, you know, that, that's a, a strong, empowered woman. Yeah, I'm going to stick into that uh, liberal speak there because that's really what it boils down to in this case. That's a woman who knows how to take care of herself. That's a woman who understands what it's like to go out for a walk alone at night and be thinking about who else might be on the street with her who might randomly want to jump her. She knows about it. She's been there. She knows how to take care of herself. She's not in it because of ego or because it's firepower and she's fascinated by the uh, ability to do violence. But I'm just saying that kind of woman makes a good role model. And it helps a woman see that it's not about being aggressive or unfeminine or anything else. It's about being competent and being strong and being able to protect yourself and not being a victim. And all of those things feel pretty darn great when you're a woman. And, of course, it's also about being safe, being 
empowered, and again, we hate to use the liberal word, but being empowered through the ability to disassemble and maintain your own equipment and reassemble it and know backwards and forwards how it works and why it works, but learning that because it's of the importance of it from somebody who can relate to where you're coming from because they had to learn the same thing. Yeah. You know. When I'm helping another woman learn to shoot, I am comfortable with letting her struggle over lots of pieces of it. But if there's a safety problem, I'm going to jump in and say something right away and going to make it clear why I'm saying something. And that balance of things works well. But I think that balance is harder to get to between a man and a woman because, frankly, the uh, balance of power there feels different. A woman teaching a woman feels more peer-to-peer than a man teaching a woman to shoot just because it's perceived as a guy thing. Sorry if it's getting a little noisy here. The uh, We're stuck next to a truck, which we're going about the same speed they are, and we're passing Swedberg. Oh, I hear they have a new goat out at Swedberg. Yes, they do. They here make a is. giant stuffed goat every year. Sheave goat. I don't really know what it's called. Anyway, it's the, the home of the National Swedish Museum or something like that. It's like Swedish American. People in the town. Yeah. It's 600 people in the town. And they have the Swedish Museum. It's kind of cool. Go Swedberg. Swedberg, yeah. So cool. And we're, uh, we're out of Swedberg already. So, I mean, it's yeah. a very small place. Anyway, and, so, and I passed the truck. So hopefully that would be, um, that wouldn't have been too noisy. Now, I do have a couple of comparisons, and I'm going to throw them out there. Now, I am a grabber-doer, grabber-doer, okay? Yeah. It, when, I, 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 I stutter. But when I, when, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know. I, when he so, stutters, when he's teaching you something, he'll take it from your hands and show you how to do it. Just like this. It's a two-second job. Just let me do it. <laughs> like, no, let me figure it out. <laughs> so, yeah, we, this is something that we, between the two of us, struggle with. Because I, we, both, we both know that's how I am. So, well, back years and years and years ago, I bought her a car, okay? This was back in the day. It was a good deal. And we were so broke, it's not even funny. Frankly, it was the only car we could afford, and, and I needed it ran. to start a new job. Yeah, and so this car had to go, say, an hour's worth of driving a day, okay? So we needed something that was fairly economical to buy, obviously, because we're broke, but we needed something that would be economical to run. And I found the perfect car, a little Honda Civic. It worked great. Only thing was, it was a standard transmission. Which okay? I couldn't drive at the time. Which she'd never driven. And I had. I, I learned how to drive on a standard transmission. Three on the tree Ford, 1963 Ford. Uh, pickup truck. Which, by the way, I hear is still actually running, that truck is. Anyway, so she didn't know how to... I, so I tried to teach her how to drive. We went around the block a couple times, and it was not good. It was just, it was not good. She was upset and mad. I was upset and mad. We don't, we don't ever yell at each other. We just don't. But this was as close we ever came to both going, ah, you know? I mean, really, it is. And we were sitting there glaring at each other. If it had been and... a gun, I'd have never shot another one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I had to get to work the next day, so plan B. And actually, our friend came by, and she's looking like, what's wrong? And... So we told her, and she said, oh, I got this. So she's like, give me a few minutes. So she went back, and she she went out and got another friend and came back, both women. And we weren't, like, really, really close friends, but we're friends, you know, casual friends. Came back, and they're like, okay, girl trip. 
I'll teach you how to drive this. You go in the house. I'm like, what? You know how to drive? She's like, I, of course, I'm a farm girl. Of course I know how to drive a standard transmission vehicle. Go in the house. Go. Get get your male self out of here. And when she came back, the car still had a clutch in it, and she knew <laughs> how to drive a, a standard transmission car. In fact, to this day, she prefers them. Yeah, got to work successfully the next day, and it's been fine ever since. Yeah, and, and I a, killed and that car 50 times that day, learning how to do it, and then learning how to do it up hills, and then learning how to recover, as if there was traffic behind me. There wasn't, because of the little bitty town we live in. But they were okay with giving me the instruction I needed, and then just laughing the rest of the time. <laughs> it was a girl trip. They were laughing with me, not at me. It felt fine. Worked much better. It was girl time. And yeah. I have helped other women to shoot women to shoot the same way. The second thing is, um, this is something that I learned. She may already have known it, but this is something I learned really from our... We're divers, okay? And uh, we're technical divers. That's all I'm really going to say about it. You know, because it's kind of a small community. But we're, we're technical divers. And in learning to become a technical diver, there's a lot of training. I have more C cards, which is a certification cards... I mean, I can, I, you could, we could play poker with the number of C-cards I have in my collection, okay? And she's got a whole bunch of C-cards, too. I have more, but she has... I, I totally beside the point. I just went out to see how many I could pick up. <laughs> I, was, I was bored. So, anyway, long story short, you know, we do a lot of training. And one of the things that, that we chose when we started out... Well, she wanted to dive. I had no interest. I couldn't even swim, all right? But she wanted to dive. So we started out, and I looked around to every place that was in the area around us, anywhere around us, to find out the best training program. I found an instructor that I talked to several times, interviewed guys as good as just, he's still a guy we, we deal with many, many years later. And sent new divers to. And sent, yeah, and we sent new divers to, you know, because we believed in what he was doing in his training. So she got the training, and then I realized that, you know, a lot of people who were taking diving training were yahoos, and uh, I did not want her to get into a diving situation with a yahoo as a partner, because you go as buddies. And This would be like the equivalent of having two people with guns going into a house to clear a house, and the guy behind you is an idiot who doesn't know not to sweep you with his barrel five times when he's a, going through doors. Yeah, five yeah. times a... That's what it's like to dive off a dive boat with a buddy who doesn't know what they're doing. So I actually learned how to swim to learn how to dive, which was a totally different experience. And I'll, yeah, it's not podcast worthy, but so anyway, so we became divers and then we advanced and advanced and advanced and advanced. But getting back to the, getting back to the core of the thing, if they're teaching the right way, they teach everybody to do their own gear always our instructor would always break up husband and wife teams because if he didn't the man generally and i'm not trying to be sexist but this is true the man generally becomes responsible for putting all the gear together and it is critically important that every diver do their own gear because if something bad happens, they ha you have to know how to fix this at depth, or your life is in danger. When everybody has to be able to take care of themselves, you don't 
want one person dependent on the other because they've always trained with them and they expect them to be there. He broke up husbands and wives. He broke up kids and parents. Yes. So that everybody would learn to dive safely. And learning how to shoot works very much the same way. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I, I personally, I taught her how to shoot just simply because she is a very reasonable, level-headed person, okay? And we've gone through many, many years of training each other to do all kinds of stuff. We know how each other thinks. We've, each, we've trained each other in all kinds of different things for many years. And so it really wasn't that big a deal. But basically, I taught her the safety aspects of it. I taught her the mechanics of the weapons and basically self-taught the rest of it. I go to the range by myself to do my fiddling and struggling and starting down the wrong paths and figuring it out and starting down the right paths because it would drive me crazy if he was trying to step in and fix it every time I went wrong to really learn it. I need to struggle and need to figure it out. Now, we're probably to the point where, where both of us need to go to an actual firearms instructor to get better. Yeah. Because I'm sure we've trained, neither one of us are instructors. We, we don't pretend to be. Uh, we probably trained some bad habits into ourselves. Uh, I know she really struggles with double tapping. She really struggles with it. And uh, it's, I'm sure it's technique. But even if I knew how to fix it, I am not the person to teach her. And I know this. And that's, that's just something we wanted to bring forward is, you know, find an appropriate way for your loved one to learn. Uh, and don't assume that you're it. In fact, they might develop a much stronger love for it if you totally hands off. Okay. Um, next, what was your next topic of conversation there? The mentality of shooting. Go for it. This is mostly about aggression, and this one is biology. And I'm a science person, so I'm comfortable on this on this ground. The testosterone just does make people more aggressive. It does. So the mentality of shooting is a little bit different between men and women when it comes down to actually pulling the trigger on another person. I haven't hit anybody in anger since I was eight years old, and I probably never will again. I expect to never aim a gun at another human being, but if I do, I will probably shoot them. But it's not about aggression. It's about defense. I'm not aiming a gun at somebody unless I feel a clear and present danger either to me or to somebody else who is incapable of defending themselves, that's what it would take to make me shoot. And that's a whole different mindset than shooting because of an emotional reason. So visualization is one of the things I think is critical in learning how to deal with uh, troubling situations. I used it a lot during dive training to sort out how to uh, deal with situations I never hoped to face there. And to figure out how to train to deal with situations like that. And I believe it is useful in a shooting training, too. You go there with the mindset of, I'm not doing this because I, wanna, I want to shoot this person. I'm doing this because I have the right and the need to defend. And if that person chooses to make me take that kind of defense, well, then I will. Otherwise, they turn and walk away. They're good. So learning to practice that mindset, as well as practicing the physical skills of handling a gun, will help it be there when you need it. Yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of guys really, as a, from a guy, this is different. This is not how 
a guy thinks. You know, we, we understand that aggression is part of what is, is uh, built into us. We get that. But that's not how women think. And that's good because there's far too much aggression going on from us males. That's where, you know, the murder rate is so high because of it. And again, I'm not some, some liberal namby-pamby, no. I mean, that's not what I'm, that's not where I'm coming from. This isn't, this isn't from a, uh, that point of view at all. And women can be quite aggressive. It's, oh, yeah, it's just absolutely. the average is lower, and there's no sense in pretending it's not. So if you approach it with a mindset that's appropriate for a woman, then you're more likely to deal with situations successfully as a woman than trying to deal with it from a mindset that's not where you're coming from. Sorry if the road noise is picking up, because this is a horrible road we're on right now. Sorry about that. But sometimes when you live in little places, you have to go down little roads. It's part of, part of what it is. This is well off a refugee line of drift. <laughs> we're going to come back to those when we're going to talk about bug outs. Because I'm a firm believer in staying away from refugee lines of drift. She's not so much of a fan of the concept as I am. But anyway, pressing right along. Basically, if you want to get laughed at, I'll tell you how you want to get laughed at around my wife. If you want to get laughed at, if you want to get mocked, and you will be mocked, (laughs) I guarantee you. You come around her all mall ninja. Okay? I know of no better way to turn off... Most of the woman shooters I know, then oogling over every technical specification and modification and add-on and make this gun sexier attachment. It's totally not my groove, and it's not the groove of the other woman shooters I know. So that's not probably the way to try and, and uh, grab a woman shooter's interest yeah. or to make her feel comfortable and welcome in the shooting world. The, the, the mall ninja thing, of course, I'll mock you too. I mean, I'm not a. You, you, if you go back and you read my piece, you know, you don't have to be a, a super survivalist type of person. Go back and re- read that if you haven't read it. So it's, it's a it's a fun little piece, but it's so much true in the fact that you know you don't need the, the mall ninja thing. It's just a no, okay? It just really is. Just stay away from that stuff, in my opinion, unless you really want to be mocked. I'm not, I'm not a, a saying that you shouldn't have tactical things. That's fine. I got tactical things. Heck, I, you know, she, she's got tactical. You know, you talk about the mall ninja thing. Well, she, she has the mall ninja rifle of all mall ninja <laughs> rifles. I mean, the Tavor is just as mall ninja-y as you can get. And hers is even in black. I mean, how can you get any more mall ninja than a, I guess you could put an ACOG on it instead of a EOTech and maybe a little bit more mall ninja. Uh, and obviously you could start mounting uh, lights and lasers and all kinds of crud that you don't need on a perfectly good firearm. I guess you could do that if you really wanted to. Um, but I'd phase out into the conversation 30 seconds into it if you started talking about it. I like the rifle because I like the way it shoots, and it suits the job I need it to do, and that's sufficient. So putting a bunch of stuff on the front of it that would add weight and screw up the balance would probably help you? No. But I noticed a lot of guys, especially at ranges and stuff, that's the stuff they end up talking about a lot. And it even tends to make me think, well, this isn't my crowd. I'd much rather go and shoot with people who are interested in developing their skills, for example. 
Guys are like this though, and girls girls are too. But they have their own they have their own places, their own. I don't know about that. I, I know guys because I'm a guy. I won't tell you. You'd lose man points. Uh, yeah, I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to lose any man points. Man points. Keeping my man points up is an important thing, as we all know. All men know that. Guys, you, you know these guys. If you go to the gym, there's these guys that go to the gym and the gym ninjas. <laughs> and we got we got one or two guys at our gym. You walk in there. And they have these bags, you know, the bags, you know, the gym bags with all your stuff in it. And these gym bags are absolutely, and this sounds like I'm exaggerating, but there's one guy who carries like five or six gallon-sized jars of nutritional supplements to the gym. Five or six of them in one bag. I mean, you just look at it and you go, whoa, I mean, it's, it's you know, and they're, all the guys will stand around and go, oh. Yeah, and they'll talk about what they're taking and they'll admire each other's products and they'll talk about the strengths of it. And I'm a person with some knowledge in that field and it's just all I can do to go over and say, you know, guys, really, this is not the place to be drinking those. You need to be hitting those when you go home, if at all. They just look silly to me. And if I thought going to the gym was about being like that, I would be out of there in a flash. It's not. It's about being able to walk upright when I'm 80. This is a guy thing, okay? This is not a girl thing. This is not a woman thing. They have their own things, but this is not them. So, you know, you're not going to probably impress a woman by rattling off mall ninja stats about any gun. They don't care. That's not what it's about. So we're just... This is just a, a little bit of advice from us to you that, yeah, maybe you don't want to do that. See how it fits their hands. See how it fits their need. And uh, See how it fits their psyche. Recoil? I, I keep coming back to recoil. Recoil is a big thing. Uh, I'm not very afraid of it, but I know a lot of women I've mentioned shooting too. That seems to be an issue with them. We, she, has a, she has a group of friends that she shoots with who are women. They're fairly... I don't want to say aggressive, because not aggressive, but they're a fairly rough-and-tumble crowd. But, you know, none of them are in any way afraid of, you know, 9mm, 357, uh, 308s. You know, none of, you know these, these, these women are not afraid. But when they bring in a friend to help her learn... We give them 22s. You give them 22s. <laughs> because that's, that, that's where you start. A lot of times, guys, you also don't realize the difference mass makes. I have seen guys firing from a particular squatting kind of firing position, handed me the rifle, I shot the very same way, rolled over onto my back. Good thing I'd pulled my finger off the trigger and, you know, I was safe about it. But, hey, that much kick when you weigh 120 pounds instead of 300 pounds makes a big difference. So it's really not the same. But there's no reason that a woman can't fire a gun from a prone position, she just needs to do it from the right prone position or the right kneeling position for her. And that just may not be the same as it is for you. It also means we're less able to get away with bad technique when we're firing rifles with bigger calibers. Right. I don't tend to get beat up when I fire the rifles with bigger calibers, but I'm very careful about how I do it because I know if I held that thing back off my shoulder and let it buck into my shoulder... It could easily dislocate my shoulder where a guy might just say, ow, and move on. This is going to bring me to one more point about the actual firearms themselves. I think there's a lot of... Now, probably not most of you who are listening to this podcast. Most of you who are listening to this podcast realize that uh, guns are tools, and you use the right tool for the right job. And one tool is not... There is not one 
tool that will do everything. You realize that. Um, there's a place for a shotgun. There's a place for a handgun. There's a place for a small caliber handgun. There's a place for a high-powered rifle. There's a place for a, for a uh, rimfire rifle. Yeah, I don't like 45s, but if I'm going into bear country, I'm carrying a 45. Or bigger. <laughs> yeah. Actually, if she's going into... If she were going into bear country, she would be carrying a 10-millimeter Glock, to be honest with you. Which we don't own, but she would be carrying a 10-millimeter Glock. Because it's the same exact manual of arms of what she's used to. Same basic feel, but just with a much bigger, more powerful round. Anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that, but yeah. But we don't live in bear country, so it's not a big deal. And we're probably not wandering around bear country anytime soon. Yeah, maybe. I'm Who going, knows? well, you know. I guess we better go buy that Glock, not, man. Uh... I guess we better go buy that 10-millimeter. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, there we go. No, but my point being, a lot of people think, oh, this is our gun. This is our shotgun. This is our hunting rifle. This is our handgun. I'm going to tell you, maybe not. That's maybe not the way you want to play it. If you could afford it. Now, this is all about money. Because, I mean, you know, if you can't afford more than one, one is better than none. And if you can only afford one, you probably want to go the most versatile way you can. I get that. That makes sense. But if money is not... If, if you can manage to have more than one firearm, one for each person, for example. Realize that you should buy not necessarily what you like, but get her what she likes. Because if she likes it, she'll fire it. And you got to fire what you own. You got to fire what you own. Uh, to, to have any chance at all of being good with it in an in a emergency situation. Anything you need in an emergency, you should have practiced with a lot. Now, the thing is, you buy a 9mm gun, right? And a lot of people, you, you get to say, oh, yeah, I'll get a 22 too. And it's similar, and I'll shoot the 22. I do that, right? But you still got to shoot the gun that you're going to use as a self-defense gun. You just got to do it. And a lot of the expense of what you, of gun ownership is, frankly, putting the rounds down range. If she doesn't like the gun, if it doesn't fit her, if it isn't comfortable for her to fire, she's not going to shoot it. And I'm not as good a shot with guns that don't fit my hand. A lot of times the uh, the finger grips are set for a larger hand than mine. So holding something in my hand and getting my finger to the right place on the trigger is enough of a stretch that it's difficult to handle a gun safely. My hands are perfectly strong for it. They're just not big enough. So see what fits her hand. So we're, we're going to be done. Uh, we'll catch you the next time. Uh, we have a, a bunch of different topics coming up. We're going to have more on the place. We're going to have more on gardening and permaculture. We're going to have some on first aid and emergency training. Yeah, we're going to have a lot. We've got, a, we've got tons and tons of plans. So bear with us. If you want to help us, look, we don't, we, don't want, we don't want your money. Okay, we're not asking for money. We don't sell anything. If we mention products here, it's not because we have any financial link to the companies right. at all other than we've been customers. That's right. So if you want to help us, spread the word. Post this on the forums you go to. Post this wherever you hang out on the web. Tell your friends about it. You can help us most by helping us grow the show organically by bringing in listeners and bringing in readers to the website. We've got an absolute ton of stuff planned for this website. and it's not, None of this is going to cost anybody a dime. So uh, we're updating it daily. It's going to be awesome. It already is, I think, pretty good. So... Hang with us, 
Ian. Thank you for listening. Live well no matter what life brings.